Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. Stop now. What? All this um, Viking stuff. Uh, this knuckle. Oh, they're not going to do it. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do it. Oh, and we're going to jinx ourselves. Let's be a regular human beings. We've stunk in the last five NFC Championship games. It's our turn. We have a solid team. Let's not worry about karma Matt. and trickeration. Matt. We're going behind our team. They're going to win. Matt. What? Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of people doing, i got to do three handstands before because that's, no, the, the team is solid, good, and we are going to win. We're going to beat Philadelphia on the road. I, are you on the team? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm wearing number number one. What did you say the temperature was, uh, director of social media? Uh, you've got 39, sir. 39. Oh, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. We're getting some melt on. <clears throat> and that wind is out of the south-southwest, and I'm here to tell you that's a pretty good sign. I knew not shoveling would pay off. Oh, I did, too. I I, I've I maintained space management, but because cars went up and down the driveway prior to space management, there are ruts, not yep. ruts, there are snow humps. Humps. Yep. And uh, hell with it. I still went edge to edge. So I'm good. You know what you can do? Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'm mad about this. People what, are. What? Don't talk to me about these... it. I didn't say a word to you. Okay, then I'm telling listeners and podcast He's mad listeners. At me. He's mad stop. At me. There's no jinx. They just lost. Have they lost the last. Uh, how many uh, NFC championship games have they lost? 77 with Bobby Lee, 87 with Wade Wilson. Um, 98. If you don't know the 99. answer, don't tell them. 98 five. was five. with... Um, five. Five is the answer. Yeah. All right. 98, 2000, and, and then 2009. Well, Rook, just to uh, put your uh, ridiculous uh, fervor into context, what makes you think they're no less passionate and crazy in Philadelphia? They've never won a Super Bowl. Oh, they are. But They've I, never won a Super Bowl. Yes, but what I'm saying is, as far as the Minnesota fans are playing this game. Well, we can't mention that we want to be in the... I want to be in the Super Bowl. The Vikes are going to be in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to worry for uh, about lightning striking somebody down uh, because they said that. I have two friends that are actually leaving for Philadelphia late this evening. Are they driving? No, they're uh, they're flying. All right. Um, and I told them both, you are out of your minds. I wouldn't want to, to go to that right game no. as a Viking fan with that crowd. No, thank you. That's life in your own hands deal. Oh, and wearing, you know, painting yourself purple Oof. and gold or wearing a Vikings jersey. And they're good guys. They're not going to be rude, but it, it's not going to matter. You're cheering for the opposition in that ballpark. No thanks. Well, I think that's okay if you're around other similar fans. 
who are cheering for the Vikings. People don't understand. I mean, I understand completely the sociological and cultural need to be on the scene of an event. But no sport, well, maybe golf, no sport is better on TV than football. No. I I would I fully uh, agree with you. And I remember in my career, early on, I thought, that's stupid. I would want to be at the championship game. But being at a football game where you're covering it as a fan or a press person, there's too much going well, plus, on. Plus, uh, the longer you go into the season and get into playoffs and the Super Bowl, the commercial breaks are extraordinary. So at home, you can get up and walk around and go shoot baskets or <laughs> whatever you, you, you made stuff. to eat. You get stuff to eat and you drink and it's free. You can do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Clean the garage floor from all the gunk. I don't know about that. Brought I mean, in. You shoot a lot of baskets in January, Joey? Oh, yeah. He's out there. He's out there at the court. <laughs> you know what? You might be surprised. Really? Mm-hmm. You got a good hook shot? No. Oh. How about the double pump layup? I can jump over a piece of paper. I'll I tell can't. you that. I can't. I've been thinking about this couple that got married this morning. A couple got married this morning uh, on an airliner. Of all places. Mm-hmm. They were two flight attendants, one female, one male. Aw. And they really? got they got married uh, on a flight from Santiago, Chile, to the northern city of Iquique, Chile. Okay. Do you know who was on board the flight? Uh, Pope Francis. That's right. Do you know who married this couple? Pope Francis. The Pope. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. a really cool story. Was it a spur of the moment? Hey, the Pope's on our flight. Let's get hitched. Did you bring your book with you? It vaguely was. A bride, Paola Podest, and groom, Carlos Chiofarde, were married in a civil service in 2010. Can you hope, please? They told the Pope they were not able to do a church ceremony due to the earthquake that hit Chile that year. Mm. The head of the airline was the witness during the marriage, according to the AP. Chiofardi said he was told the Pope had never before married a couple during a flight, noting Pope Francis said the event was historic. I bet their local church was a little upset that they didn't get their piece of the action, though, huh? The Pope is in the middle of a trip to South uh, America. Well, what does that do to your marriage? That's a lot of pressure. That that exactly. This works. one's got to work. This That's, isn't. This this has to work. and out. Now. This is. Forget your civil service. Right. This is the. This, this is the. They long just went haul. to the first place of the NFC championship. <laughs> right. They just won the NFC title. Wow. Right. right. That's. They they can't. Uh, they can't even argue. No. No. They this can't do anything. This guy's going out with buds. He's a cartoon bubble of the Pope. Uniting them in thirty at thirty thousand feet is gonna, and then she'll always go with the. Well, that's not what she said in front of the pope, right? Yeah, you, Let, you got a pope card to play. It's you're done. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, I thought I was gonna read. It was the first time the pope ever performed a marriage. I'm not sure it's that novel that it's the first time the pope has never performed a marriage on a on a plane. I would imagine that no pope has ever done that before. Right, because I thought. I would imagine uh, no uh, clergy of any uh, denomination has ever married anybody on a plane. Well, maybe, thought, maybe once in a while. But I thought Catholics had to be married, you know, within the church. You got the Pope. You can do anything he wants. I got a question. He could turn the plane into wine. You threw out that infallibility card. I got you. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I got you. Hey, how come, how come the Pope's flying coach? 
What's going on here? I'm not sure he Is it was. Tough times here. No, no, I'm not sure he was. Oh. Well, if I worked for an airline, I'd make sure you got an upgrade, huh? They were on, it's Chile's flagship airline, whatever that's called. And Chilean Air? Well, whatever. They're flying the Pope around on his uh, South American visit. So these two think, this is our shot. I mean, let's just ask him. Right. Boom. Hey, like, you know, your holiness, how about a little, uh, you know, <laughs> your excellency? <laughs> what about 30,000 they? Up? Did they stop to consider the ramifications, do you think? No, I bet they got just swept up in the the moment. And and Pope Francis, being a man of the people, always willing to help out. I have to say f- this is a treat. I have the four largest airlines in Chile. Right. Where's Chilean Air? Uh, LATAM, L-A-T-A-M. Yeah. Uh, that's in Chile. Gol Transportes Aereos. <clears throat> this is called... Uh, this other one is Aviancha Holdings. This huh. one says Chile's flagship airline. Oh. That would mean to me it's premier airline. Mm. But here, uh, uh, a priest tweeted, just married during the flight, uh, this couple of flight attendants, they were talking with the Pope. They said they didn't get married in the church. The Pope asked if we wanted to get married immediately. They said yes. Isn't that something? That's something to tell the grandkids. Yeah, I'm right. sick of being asked stuff like, oh, God, I just want to sit in the plane. I just want to drink my coffee and read the paper. Or bless stuff. Somebody grabs their Give me necklace. something to bless. Can you bless this one? <laughs> uh, I got this uh, this railroad spike. Uh, you know, can you have, can you throw some holy water on that? I don't think it would, you know, took a long time. It's not like they had a reception and, you know, they just... Uh, they got the they got the Pope's blessing, which I think places upon their shoulders an extraordinary burden to uh, to make sure that this uh, this makes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you're you know who you're disappointing. <clears throat> you're disappointing the guy. You're disappointing right. the coach. Yeah, I'll get back to him. Well, he knows. I mean, he's almost all knowing. He's gonna uh, get back to no, him. No, he's, no he's we in, don't. He's no in, hocus pocus. No, not really. You can't. You're not. You're talking card tricks. You, that doesn't. Count, okay. You know. Okay. That's not the Pope. All right. Do we have a break time scheduled here? Yeah. Oh, uh, we do. All right. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Sing everyone. I'm gonna play off an email by frequent emailer Hans. Okay. I think it's a plot of a P.G. Woodhouse story. What if you're on the Pope's plane and you have a chance to have him marry you or bless your putter? Wow. What if the guy had his golf clubs with him? I think I'm going with the putter. You know what? It's a tough that putter one, would it? probably never let you down the rest of your life. I know a guy who tried to flush his putter down a toilet. Yeah, that I would not want. Didn't, it didn't make it. No, they don't. Me. Not me. It wasn't me. Yeah. We have a, a trouble with the crew fifty two volunteers. Uh oh. Yeah. There's trouble in. Uh, and by the way, the we, Carol Evan website is going to be a font of ridiculous stories. Uh, not necessarily because Carol Evan's ridiculous, but because NBC has the game. Okay. So they're they're going to be they're they're eagle eyed for everything they can come up with. I see. Right. Well, it turns out that Crew 52 Super Bowl volunteers have had to create a Facebook page to swap ill-fitting gear. Oh, so if they get one that little tight in the belly, they got to switch yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all 10,000 members of Crew 52 received a box of specialized gear, not just ordinary. Yeah, specialized. Specialized gear to wear during the week. Uh, that's a hat, gloves, socks, polo shirt, and jacket. 
The jackets are unisex-sized, meaning they aren't tailored to one specific body type. Okay. Uh, according to according to Crew 52 captains. <laughs> captains? Mm-hmm. Like the mob. Volunteer coordinators say sizing charts were included during volunteer registration, but it appears people missed them. This week, about 1,000 Super Bowl volunteers joined a Facebook page called Crew 52 Volunteer Team Uniform Swap. The page was created as a kind of Craigslist-like swag stock exchange for volunteers to find others willing to trade sizes. This jacket's a little tight in the shoulder, said Pam Green, a Crew 52 volunteer who met fellow volunteer Mary De La Hunt in the Richfield Target parking lot to trade jackets. Okay. Now we're getting uh, uh-huh. getting our garb on. Uh-huh. A lot of people have the same problem, said De La Hunt. At Suburban Tailors and Hopkins, owner Lee Tu says she's received six calls from volunteers asking for the jackets to be altered. Two said the coats didn't leave enough room to fit the female figure. Ooh. So she's adding fabric to each jacket for 30 bucks. Um, if you don't want to meet in a random Target parking lot to swap gear, there will be a larger exchange at the Ridgedale Lunds and Byerleys at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Okay. I have that to look forward to if you were not fitting properly. <laughs> I suppose you have to be decked out in the right garb or you don't get in. You can't be a volunteer. Economic impact if Vikings go to Super Bowl. I love these stories. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my check from 1992. Right. Who's putting this out? Super Bowl 52 is expected to inject hundreds of millions of dollars into the Minnesota economy, much of it driven by out-of-town visitors. All right. Plausible, right? Uh, hun- okay. Let's Some break money. this. Let's break this down. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings just won game away. We know that. Um uh, a study completed by Rockport Analytics estimates the net economic boost for Minnesota at $338 million. I'm not sure I'm buying that. That figure is based on an estimated 125,400 visitors pouring into the state. Okay. As though through the tip of a funnel. Right. Okay, I thought it was a million visitors. Weren't we told a million visitors? I believe Many accounts said a million visitors. It's going to bring a million people here to the state. Already we're down to 125,400? That's a little over 10%. But that's, you said, if the Vikings are in it. Right. Well, that would have an impact, wouldn't it? I mean, if the Vikings are in it, fewer out-of-towners? Yeah. Okay. Those visitors are expected to spend an average four nights in a hotel and spend 620 bucks a day. Those numbers could change if one of if one Super Bowl team's fans are local. There you are, Reavers. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken McGill, who conducted the study, says it's hard to know what the impact would be because it's never happened, meaning there's never been a home team in the host city. Okay, so if people are superstitious, that would be the Viking par for the course for the Vikings to screw up their own Super Bowl appearance. Still, in pure economic terms, he said, under those circumstances, you could argue that it would be worse. At least the visitor spending part would be worse. He says hotel prices might dip a bit if fewer fans need to travel. And if they're local, they might not spend as much on meals at restaurants or on rental cars. 
it almost makes it sound as though we have some sort of obligation in the event the Vikings are in it to go rent a car and get a hotel room. Just go for a ride and stay overnight. Uh, Andrea Mokros, Mokros of the Super Bowl host committee says she could see the hometown Super Bowl as a boon economically. We see nothing but upside, she said. Uh, she said many of the fans who will come to the game are going to go uh, no matter who is playing. Uh, each team playing in the game gets 17.5% of the tickets to the stadium. Um, if the Vikings are plumbers, Minnesota Lodging Association says their members are not concerned. Downtown Minneapolis hotels are sold out. Rooms still remain in suburban areas and places outside the <clears throat> metro. A check of Hotels.com shows them renting for 350 bucks a night and up. Okay. Uh, the Outside of the metro? Did you read where the uh, animal control shelter in Minneapolis mm-hmm. uh, needs to clear the animals out in the event they need the facility? For a, a quick uh, a mass, people coming well, in. Wouldn't, the... That wouldn't really do much for your tourism, public relations, to have some guy go back to Phoenix and they said, how was the trip? And you have to say, they put me up in a nice dog cage. <laughs> yes. I That's nice the smell channel. I smell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we get these numbers. Every town gets these economic impact numbers every time uh, the Super Bowl rolls around. Right. Uh, let me go back to the, to the figure. Uh, a study completed by Rock, Rockport Analytics estimates the net economic boost for Minnesota at $338 million. So that means the gross would be higher, right? Right. Uh, $338 million. Well, to restaurants, rental car companies, and hotels, I guess. Uh, what, you know, is right. Fratelloni's hardware <clears throat> going to benefit? Probably not. Are people going to run out to Mauer Chev and buy a car? Hope so, but probably not. Are well, people going to run to Molars and buy a watch? If they're good enough, yeah. How about are they going to run out and get a TC? I'm trying to think of all their sponsors. <laughs> right. Are they going to run out and get a TCL TV? They probably already do if they want to see it right. Uh, and I don't know how to play the economic impact game, but it's, you know, somebody might, the, the rental car could get a flat and then you got to go and get a tire and then the tire store, you know how that works. Right. It just It's a multiple yeah. that just keeps multiplying. And uh, I hope they're right. I hope it's... Uh, I hope it's that much money. Well, we, we, we can't deny the fact that there are going to be people coming in from out of town to attend the game or to work on the game. Because yeah. there's probably a small army of, of workers, press corps, and, and guys that are you know doing stuff. You are correct. But, but keep in mind, anybody from the NFL who's coming in here is demanding whatever they get to be free. Right. I want to see how much of that $50 million annual salary that the commissioner has When's he opening up his wallet? When When's he shelling out some dough? He earned his salary. He earned his salary last Sunday when he went over and talked to Millie Wall. Said hello to Millie. Mm-hmm. What's up, Millie? Please tell me that we're not sending her to Philadelphia. No, then. she will be. Uh, there was a story on her this morning I saw that she will be watching the game from Because home. if, if, you, if yeah. you care for Millie, you just give her a hug because you'll never see her again. Right. If you send her to Philadelphia, right. people here don't uh, don't understand uh, crazed crazed fans, and Philly's got them. They're incorrigible. So uh, keep that in mind. Right. Is John Height next? Next. Here's John Height. 
you, Joe. Did you see Rook in here playing organ? Right here. It's, he's, he's got it down. Holding it. He's got it. It's Is that funny. a big Hammond? Yeah. And Rick knows what he's doing. Oh, now he's playing bass. I got both. An all-around musician. Oh, uh, by the way, I, we should mention, speaking of bands, we lost uh, Jack Frost. Do you remember? Oh, I saw that in the paper, yes. and I meant to contact you to say, was that our Jack Frost? That was our guy. He played he, the spoons. Yep, he was a, a one-man guy, and he performed yeah. several times on our stage at uh, at the Minnesota oh. State Fair. And mm-hmm. uh, So may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Sunny and 39 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show. Yeah, Chris tonight. Uh huh. Yeah, Thursday uh-huh. nights. What time? Six? Six o'clock, Six o'clock tonight. Is that a two hour show? No, just one. <laughs> <laughs> just one, Joe. All right. Used Tim- to be two. That was, a, that was a long time. Timberwolves back in action tonight. They're in Houston to play the Rockets. The Rockets will be without Trevor Ariza and Gerald Green, both suspended for two games after heading into the Clippers' locker room looking for a fight after a game the other night. Rockets will have James Harden back. He's coming back from an injury. Should see about 25 minutes of action, according to their coach, Mike D'Antoni. Did you see the video of the Bulls player who did the face plant? Oh, that was former Timberwolf Chris Dunn. Yeah. Chris Dunn. He, he, so his face hit the, hit the turf, Oof. huh? Made a little indent. Wow. In the, uh, Is he okay? I, I think so. I, yeah, from what I read. Yeah. Wow. It didn't look good, though. No, his it? teeth marks are in the floor at the <laughs> stadium. Uh, Minnesota Gophers are in action again tonight, and they will stay on the road. They'll try to make it two in a row with a game against Maryland. Reports have Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer going on to coach the New York Giants when the season is over. That was addressed today by Pat Shermer. Uh, He said, I'm not going to say much. He said it's not the time nor the place to talk about it as the Vikings get ready to play the Eagles in the NFC Don't we need the Sherm fully focused here? That's why. Fully focused? That's why I'm starting to get nervous. Boy, oh boy. I'm getting nervous about something. You're, you're a guy who puts together this attack is being courted by the Giants. I know. An NFC East rival of the Philadelphia Eagles. Their chief rival. Oof. News hey, go- he's going to get it done. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Rook, uh, Knock on wood. Rookie's sporting the victory blocks that we were sent. Let me just send us over something called victory blocks. I don't want any. You knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Help them out. And if you... They're kind of cool because they're like they're like purple, and then if you if you want to entertain yourself, no, no. we don't want to. We don't. No, we don't. A different shape. No, no. And it looks like you got purple blocks for you know what. <laughs> News notes from today moving right along. You're a nine year old. Really is nine is giving them way too much credit. <laughs> Minneapolis St. Paul is not among the twenty contenders for the next Amazon headquarters. The online retail giant announcing this morning it had narrowed its list for the next location. Among the cities making the cut, New York, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Austin, Atlanta, Miami, and several others. Minnesota's Economic Development Commissioner, Shantara Hardy, said in October the state had submitted its bid for the second headquarters. Uh, Amazon apparently received 238 proposals from cities and regions in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. They've narrowed it down to 20 as of right now. It began its hunt for a second home base in September 2017, promising to bring 50,000 new jobs and spend more than $5 billion on construction. How much different is what Amazon's doing than what the NFL does when they go to a city to host a Super Bowl? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I think the NFL could learn from Amazon. But they're going to be getting, they're doing this to get certain tax breaks, correct? I think I think had the uh, I think landing them 
would have fallen under the heading of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, that's what I kind of am gathering. And I think our people uh, were very cognizant of Best Buy and Target and, and thought, you know what? Let's just give them a modest, straightforward proposal. Well, they're not interested in that. They're no. interested in how much they can get for free. Right. Mm-hmm. At a committee meeting this afternoon, in fact, it just started, Minneapolis City Council members are being briefed on security prep for the Super Bowl. Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arandondo and Fire Chief John Fertel will be joined by emergency management personnel in discussing reports and plans with the Public Safety Committee. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, the host committee today unveiled much of the menu for Super Bowl Live, the Ooh. 10-day festival in the run-up to the February 4th game. Heavy on local stuff, as you might expect. Uh, food trucks, food stands, and bar stands will pepper Nicollet Mall from 6th Street to 12th Street, as well as inside the first floor of the Dayton's Project Building. Among the food trucks, hot Indian foods, butcher salt, original hockey mom brownies, uh, actually more than 100 options, according to the host committee press Are, that, are the trucks to be lined up somewhere? I would assume in that area, generally. Nicollet Mall? Because mm-hmm. a lot of it's not accessible, right? For, I, for I vehicles. No idea. I have no, I have no idea. clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Among the food stands, the Nordic Waffle House, T-Rex Cookie Company, Nord House Foods, French Fry Truck, and, of course, Juicy Lucy. Five bar stands will span them all as well, carrying everything from Nordic Mules to Adult Peppermint Cocoa and Bold Hot North Toddies. Good. What? <laughs> all right. All right. We'll give it a shot. You want to head on down there, Joe? I'm... Planning my entire life to be nowhere near downtown Minneapolis. Oh no, you got to uh, the the caught up in the festivities. I want to go to the Royce estate. Okay, I watch you down there with him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's coming here. That's why I'm going there. I <laughs> <laughs> got the place to yourself. <laughs> White House Chief of Staff John Kelly told Democratic lawmakers yesterday that some of the hardline immigration policies that President Trump advocated during the campaign were uninformed, and he said they've evolved. He said the United States will never construct a wall along its entire southern border and that Mexico will never pay for it. Those comments a bit out of sync with remarks by the president, who in recent days has reiterated his desire to build the wall. And in fact, Trump amplified the stance uh, stance this morning in back-to-back tweets. He called the North American Free Trade Agreement a bad joke and asserted that reworked trade deals with Mexico would somehow pay for the wall. He disagreed with Kelly, tweeting, The wall is the wall. It's never changed or evolved from the first day I conceived of it. Parts will be of necessity see-through, and it was never intended to be built in areas where there's natural protection, like mountains, wastelands, or tough rivers or water. Reports this afternoon say the president was furious when he heard what Kelly said in those remarks. Joe, what do you think of the uh, President Trump stuff? Don't ask me. Two solo. Oh, we're gonna get. Uh, I have his fake news awards. Ah, okay. Oh, I missed it. When oh, was that? Was that I last night? I got them for, oh. for you. I got them for you. I missed. Them. Did they have a red carpet show? They're pretty good, to tell you the truth. Uh, two solo rockers have announced long-awaited Minneapolis concerts. David Byrne is booked to play the Orpheum Theater May seventeenth. Uh, Byrne, of course, was a member of the Talking Heads. His most recent local performance back in September twenty twelve was Saint Vincent. Before my son went to work this morning, he looked at me and said, do you ever ever hear the song Psycho Killer? And I said, yeah, David Byrne. He said, I just heard that song. That's a really cool tune. That's an interesting story. For the youth of America. (laughs) I'm just saying, isn't that a a 20-year-old kid's (laughs) listening to the talking head? That's pretty good. Uh, Did you ever hear the Beatles? The other... (laughs) 
Well, he likes the Beatles. Yeah. The other concert, uh, Jack White. He'll headline the Minneapolis Armory on August 6th. Wouldn't walk across the street. Oh, oh come God, on. I love Jack White. Really? really? I just don't understand the appeal. Really? I just for don't get it for Jack White. I just don't I, get it. I, I got John. You one and I of the agree few, on one music. Of, one of the few rockers I can stand at this point. Really? Yeah. Uh, his performance will be the first time he plays a full solo concert in the Twin Cities. He What's has, the documentary, Johnny? It Might Get Loud? Is that uh, Might Get Loud, yeah. Oh, that's him, great. Jimmy Page. Oh, my God, it's yeah. great. Yeah, I've, but it wasn't as good as Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads. That's I have not good. seen that. Yeah. Boy, it's wonderful. You haven't seen that, I yet? haven't seen Stop Making Sense, no. It starts off. It starts off with Byrne alone on stage, and slowly but surely, the equipment is brought out, and before the end of it, the whole band's playing. He's, oh, got, the, he's really got the white neat. suit on. and It's really neat. It's one of those I've always meant to catch and just haven't caught up with yet. I will. I'll watch it at yeah. some point. All right. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Dave Dahl available? Uh, you know what? Dave is on vacation the next couple of days, well, so we'll, we'll find somebody, out if it's Sam huh? yeah. or Jonathan or Nicole. All right. Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Sam Ryan in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Oh, thank you, Joe. Well, we are sitting pretty out there right now. Very warm. Our temperature at this minute is 41 degrees, and so that is currently our high temperature as well. Overnight tonight, we'll have some high-level clouds. They're moving in already here in the metro, and they're going to continue overnight tonight, so only down to 26 degrees which, by the way, happens to still be above the average high for this time of the year. Tomorrow, another warm one, up to 42 degrees. We'll have a little more cloud cover to contend with than we saw today. And then on Saturday, high 38. Again, more clouds as they continue to build ahead of a storm system that will begin to... uh, push some rain, maybe a rain-snow mix into the area starting Sunday night. So Sunday, we're still up to a high of 36 degrees, but as this storm system moves in, there's somewhere here in central or north-central Minnesota, uh, somewhere across the state, is going to get a healthy band of snowfall. Uh, we're talking the potential here for several inches. Whether or not the Twin Cities is underneath that, it still remains to be seen. So we're going to try to work that out as we get a little bit closer. I think tomorrow night, we'll start coming out with some of those snowfall estimates. All right, thank you. You bet. Uh, offside correspondent Downing has a great point. What do you got? I can see it now. In June, Carol Evan will have a story on the couple who are getting married after meeting to exchange Super Bowl volunteer jackets. He is so right. He is so right. Are you going to attend Crashed Ice? Uh, or I, have you ever? I have. I usually, I think I missed one year. I like to go down there just to see. It's this weekend. And I don't even know what I'm looking for. I like the festiveness of it. That's what I like. Well, it's expected, here again, another big number. Uh, More than 100,000 people are expected. Based on my experience there, that's plausible. That's a plausible number. It's people like you who just want to see what's happening. Yeah, and then you go out to eat at one of the West 7th bars or have a beer somewhere. You can't see anything. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Because you can't get close enough to the action unless you're there Five hours ahead of time. If you get there early enough, you can watch them launch. That's basically what you're doing, but it's just the fun of, you know, walking around there with like-minded people, I guess. We have been here every day since the day after Christmas, explained Andrew Markey, a producer of Red Red Bull Crash Dice. So we have changed the features. The biggest addition is the jump over the John Ireland Bridge. It's going to be full of big air and really tackled during the freestyle event. We have changed the bridge on College Street. 
there will be a big jump. The start ramp drops in a smooth uh, drops in smoother than last year. It will be uh, it will be a fast uh, riding into the 180 turn, and that's also an addition for this year. St. Paul Mayor's Melvin Carter will attempt to make his way down the track on uh, this afternoon. Well, good luck, Melvin. On skates? Yeah, I would imagine. Remember okay. when the uh, the wild mascot blew out his knee? Oh, I, trying to do it the very yeah, first Jor- year. Nordy, what's it? Uh, Nordy. Nordy. The event doesn't actually kick off until tomorrow. That's when you'll be able to watch the high speed action for both men, women, and juniors starting at seven forty-five p.m. Gates open at six p.m. In twenty sixteen, Cameron. Nas of Bloomington was named the overall champ. He was the first American to win the title. Hmm. You get dough for that, don't you? I'm sure that, yeah, of course. Red Bull's not going to cheat you. I remember the local priest, Father uh, Zhangdal, from, I believe, uh, Nativity of uh, Bloomington. Really? I uh, went down the uh, the course several years ago. I wonder if he'll do it again. Uh, Nas repeated the victory last year, so he's going for the three-peat. Okay. Uh it's a 1,600-foot ice track. It takes an average of 35 seconds from top to bottom. If you plan on going to the event, you should know general admission is free. Also be aware there is no on-site parking. However, there is nearby paid parking. And Metro Transit, and I've been puzzled by this annually. This is the seventh crashed ice event. And Metro Transit will offer free rides on Saturday aboard bus and rail lines. Uh, that's charitable of us sure. as taxpayers who pay for this, but why? Uh, you I'm, finally have people that need to get right, somewhere. Right. And they'll why be willing not to charge them? To pay a buck and a quarter or whatever it is. I, I don't get it. I, I It's, it's the people in the salon who don't want cars around because there's no place to park them, so they, they, they hector mass transit and say, can't you uh, waive your... Uh, Fees for the trains and the buses, and they do it every year. Okay. Um, one thing I haven't seen when the amateurs run down the uh, the ice course, do they set up hay bales for the, the Melvin Carter types? Or uh, they'd have to for me, right? I'd have to. I would not be able to stop. Years ago, I would have tried it. I I wouldn't try it now. It's not. It's not worth the the risk. Well, it's not that so much. It's just that uh, my knees are too creaky to skate very well. Yeah. Years ago, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Kenny might use that against you with your uh, shoulder I'll weakness still there, beat huh? him going backwards. That's yeah. not a problem. <laughs> he skates on his ankles like a little person. I have to um, I have to say, too, yesterday after work, uh, I had a child that played in an outdoor game at Groveland Rec Center. Yeah. Folks, if you're in the Metro and you haven't been out to Groveland, they have a pond hockey course. Isn't that a nice sheet of ice? Two hockey courses, and Ray was out there oh, with the Zamboni. Rinks. Hockey rinks. Rinks. Not a course. Ray was out there with the uh, Zamboni resurfacing now the he's ice. He's just a private citizen who does this out of the goodness of his heart. You're kidding. He? Engelman and Coda. Yeah, Chris Engelman and Ray Coda. They're not employees, are they? No, in fact, uh, they have a handshake agreement with the St. Paul Park uh, Board, to, uh, whatever their office is, Parks to and not Recreation mess around with Groveland. They'll say, let, let us do our own thing because it works. And it was completely full. It was so charming. Uh, okay, that's good because my observations of, of the Groveland rinks uh, over the past couple of weeks, have, have they've just been empty. Not yesterday. It was Martin uh, Luther King Day. Empty. I don't understand that. Well, it was cold. It was chilly. Yeah. 
but if you're going to skate outdoors, you can't be choosy. The season is short. That's true. Always has been, by the way. It has nothing to do with climate change. Right. Right here. Look at me. Quit looking at that thing and look at me right there. Uh, the only time I went to crash ice was, is he? did he leave? He's there. Oh. Uh, the only time I went to crashed ice is I did park at about Dale and Summit. Okay. And walked. But the walk alone was charming. Yeah, well, it's a great neighborhood to walk oh, through. Yeah. Right. Walking down Summit with all the street lamps lit. Love that. You can look into their houses from the very, sidewalk. Very cheery. Yeah. Very cheery. I didn't see a damn thing once I got there, but I got there. Oh, no. But it, it was all right. So that's this weekend. So, uh, Extremely festive buildup to uh, to what's going to be occurring Sunday evening at 540. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. What did we learn about former Mayor Chris Coleman from a reliable source a when it mole, came to crashed ice? A mole that we have yeah. in St. Paul said Mayor Coleman used a to get... A trustworthy mole. Trust, I trust this guy with my life. Uh, Mayor Coleman used to get on the track at the straightaway. <laughs> That's Rosie there. Ruiz. Yep. Cracking the marathon. That's because after the first year, he tried to go down the hill and he wiped out and he didn't want to do that, so... Well, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, it's not easy. You got to go the whole way, though, man. You can't you jump on, on the straightaway. Straight away. Huh? That's, huh? that's shades of Rosie Ruiz. And my St. Paul Mole would not lie about this. Oh, well, that's fascinating. I wonder uh, where Melvin will start. Maybe maybe mares just start on straightaways. Uh, hopefully uh, Melvin knows how to skate. I don't know. Coleman kind of knew how to skate. Well, Melvin was a hell of a track athlete. I don't know if he was ever a skater. Uh, we'll get I've, him some double blades. I've got the uh, Trump Fake News Awards coming up. 1500 <laughs> ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 39. It's just an absolute bluebird day 